In a world where beer prices are rising, selection is exploding, is there any room for good swill? We aim to find out. This is Good Swill Hunting. Hey, this is Good Swill Hunting, and we are so glad you decided to stick with us uh, for all these episodes. And today is going to be so much fun because we are going to talk about Narragansett. You've probably seen it on store shelves. And we think this qualifies as as good swill or, or maybe bad swill. I don't know. I guess we're going to find out uh, in this episode. I'm your host, John Lore. I am joined by our beer insider, Brian. Word. Our beer outsider, Matt. And we've got our beer balancer, Yo. Blaine. And uh, thank you for being with us. A little uh, update here. We try to find the best of the good swill, the cheap stuff. And we tell you, we shoot straight. We're going to tell you if it's good, if it's bad, or it's ugly. We don't know. But uh, starting out with some feedback, because we've been getting a lot more feedback lately. And we love hearing from folks. Uh, Somebody mentioned Van Danken. Somebody tried the Van Danken that uh, we did several episodes back. Was it because we reviewed it? Or is it like yes. your go-to beer? Or uh, the Van Danken. And the bad luck of buying it. I mean, that's a good question. I guess we'll have to reach out. There was actually yeah. high hopes for Van Danken, There was too. high hopes I, for I, Van Danken. people wanted it to be good. I want it. I, all, I did, too. Look, I want it all to be good. But Van sure. Danken, they said, has a soapy aftertaste, which I think is that's something that, you know, if you think about it, it did. It was yeah. The aftertaste to me is big. With, the with vomit them. tastes like soap. <laughs> <laughs> so we want your feedback. Find us on Facebook, Goodswill Podcast, Gmail, goodswillpodcast at gmail.com. And the other thing that I'm going to ask of you is um, subscribe. Wherever you get your, your podcast, subscribe to us. So as soon as we put on our new episode, which is usually Wednesdays, it'll download and, and you'll be the first one to hear it. Um, and, and leave us a review. We just want to hear what you think. And then I've been pulling reviews off of the different podca- podcast uh, platforms and, and, and we'll read them uh, here on the the, uh, on the podcast. So before we get started, uh, a new segment that we have started here is, you know, we think that the one part of Good Swill that I think people don't know about is it, they don't know it exists because there's no advertising for it. They don't have know? that big money. They don't have that big money. Or maybe they do and they just don't want to sink it into the cheap beer. I don't know. But we are going to fill that void. We have come up with a commercial for Narragansett. Let's listen. Are you looking for a patriotic beer? A beer that tastes like America? Ask not what to drink when you're thirsty, but rather, where to buy a Narragansett. Born on the shores of the Atlantic, where true Americans say hi, neighbor. Perfect for a hot summer day spent celebrating our freedoms. Choose to drink the best of good swill. As a wise man once said, every accomplishment starts with a decision to try. So that, that shows you folks, we have we have a big budget. We got Kennedy to uh, to voice that commercial, which I think really worked. You know, <laughs> I really wanted to say thank you to the Kennedy family uh, for doing it. All right, so let's describe what we're drinking here. Uh, Blaine, give me the can. What does a can say? Because that might also explain a little bit about the uh, commercial. All right. Well, it's a very American looking label made on honor right on the top yeah the famous narragansett since 1890 Ooh, it's an old one sold on merit Ooh. lager lager and uh yeah. on the side of the can as the commercial 
uh, alluded to. Hi, neighbor. In big letters, the whole camp. With an exclamation point. Have a Gansett. Have a Gansett. So here's the description. Narragansett, four ninety nine for a six-pack. And here's the here's the, the clincher. These are 16 ounces. They're huge. It's a pounder. It's a pounder. It's a pounder. $4.99. I don't think there is a cheaper beer out there. Dude, I'm so excited to try this. It is, it's really Especially cheap. after that commercial. Now, here's yeah. the, I purchased this at Publix um, for the $4.99, but I did see it at other stores for the same price. It did say it was a sale price, so $6.99, I think, is the normal price, but $4.99, everywhere I go, I don't know how long that'll last. So, but $6.99 for six 16-ounce cans. cans. That's more than a 12-pack, or more than a six-pack. And here's the, it's 5% alcohol. Uh, it's described as light, smooth, clean, sweet, malty. 3.14 is the average rating on Untapped. Um, it's uh, made out of Cranston, Rhode Island. Pre-prohibition beer. We'll talk about all that. Let's crack them open yeah, and and see and see what we think here. Let's get our first sips in, and uh, we'll go from there. As uh, as we start to take our sips, we're gonna start things out with Matt, our beer outsider. First sip impression. Clean, crisp, man. I I've had Narragansett before. Mm. I'm a fan. Yeah. Get him out of here. <laughs> You're a cheater. I'm biased. <laughs> All right, Brian, what's your what's your first sip impression? Dude, this is the perfect lawnmower beer. I would love to be just sitting on a ride in a lawnmower, you know, getting the Matt Grass mode and just sipping on one of these. And it, there's nothing more American. Nothing more that. American than that. It has to be John Deere lawnmower. There you go. All right, beer balancer, first sip impressions, Blaine. I like it. Hmm. It's it's clean and crisp, as it Matt is. said. I, I really like it. The, I'm, you know, I would go out and buy it. I like it too. It's, it's smooth. There's no funkiness to it. No aftertaste. Uh, it's easy drinking, mm-hmm. and I feel mm-hmm. like I could have a few. And I think the commercial is spot on too. It's so American. This is the taste of America. Let's find out more about the brewery though, because. This I'm, will, I'm totally impressed by this. I, so you're impressed. So what? you're an investigator. What did you find out about this brewery? I mean, on the can, it says, what, brewed 1890? Yeah. Since 1890? So it's a, it's a super cool story. Um, so yeah, they, it was founded in 1890. They survived Prohibition. Um, and they really thrived up until they sold to Falstaff Beer in 1965. And that was a very messy uh, sale. Uh, it was nine huh. years of antitrust uh, really? court battles going on. Jeez. Then the beer fell aside and shut down in the 1980s. And Narragansett wasn't being sold in the 80s? No. Wow. It wasn't sold again until 2005. And really? Yeah, there was a Rhode Islander, a Rhode Island resident, Mark. Uh, this is where my old age is there. Helen Drug. I. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. We'll go with that. Sorry. Sure. Um, yeah, he he uh, bought the brand yeah. from Falstaff and brought it back. And he was contract brewing. And then, huh. um, and so he started that in 2005. And then he started brewing it himself in 2017. So in 2017, um, he started brewing the beer in Rhode Island again um, at the Isle Brewers Guild, which is a craft cooperative in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Pawtucket. Yeah. And Patriot. then. Now, here's something interesting. I I couldn't (laughs) find confirmation, but I saw a bunch of articles that they were opening their own brewery in 2020 
in Providence. Now, why Is I that say pre-pandemic? Yes. Yeah, see, that's where I, I never found an article that said grand opening. So I'm not sure uh, if they opened yet or not. I'd hmm. be great if a listener from Rhode Island could tell us. I would like to um, know. But some, but what I love about their story is they went from you know an early brewery in the country, yeah. survived pro, prohibition, then died, yeah. no more. And then got right out. now they are the thirtieth largest craft brewery in the country, craft brewery. and the fortieth huh. largest brewery in the country. So let me let me give you a, a why there's a difference between craft Schools. and regular. So in order to be go. a craft brewery, um, less than twenty five percent of the brewery. Uh, can I, yeah, less than 20% of the brewery can be owned by a corporate entity. So it has to be independently owned except for that 25%. That's what makes it a craft brewery. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things, but that's how they qualify. Okay. Um, and they have to brew beer. Um, and, I would hope. Yeah, they have to brew beer. <laughs> so so then when you look at the larger beer market, you know, that only bumps them down 10, which is quite impressive. Um, fun facts about them. When they came out of Prohibition and they needed help with advertising, they reached out to everybody's favorite childhood book writer, Dr. Seuss. Dr. Seuss. Wonderful. Wait, they reached out to him? He created. And he agreed? He created what was called Chief Gansett. And if you look at images of Chief really? Gansett now, it would probably be thrown in with the books of Dr. Seuss that are being banned right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, interesting. Yeah. Uh, also, another interesting thing is they were the first alcohol company to sponsor a sports team. Boston Red Sox. The so, Red Sox. Yeah. One thing I'm seeing here is it seems like good beer has a good story. Absolutely. That's a great story. You mean good swill has a good story. Good swill has a good it, story. It, how many cameos <laughs> has this had? It's been in Jaws where it, in Jaws. it is crushed by Captain Quint. So yeah. w- w- could we say this is the most famous swill we've found? Absolutely. Yet? So far. 100%. And I, I first started seeing Narragansett when I was reading Stephen King novels growing up. Uh, in the stand, there's a section where he keeps his beer cold in the creek, and he pulls it up mm. on his rope, and it's Narragansett. And it was in the book. There's Narragansett. Did it say hi, neighbor, or anything like that in the book? No, no. I mean, it just Nothing. grabbed a six-pack of Narragansett out of the creek. So interesting. What, what a, what a and, random... And I wonder, have they always been, been 16-ounce cans, too? That's a, why Why 16 ounces? I didn't, I've didn't. i never seen a 12-ounce can of this. Why and not? I'm going through it, man. I, I am, too. Yeah, it's easy it's to drink. It totally is. Um, all right, so let's rate it. I mean... Uh, let's start out. To give me your give me your rating, um, Brian. And would you drink another? Dude, I'm giving it a five. Whoa! For the price, really? For the price? That's, that's mm. huge. Yeah. yeah. And, um, for that's the, rare. For the price, a six pack of 16 ounce beers. Yeah. And it's easy to drink. I would buy. I, I would. I'm gonna finish this, and I'd drink another. You would drink another. I drink a whole six. All pack. right. Our 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 Bush Ice uh, guy here. What do you think? Give me your rating, and would you drink another? I would absolutely drink another, and I'll give it a four, um, just because I want to kind of reserve five for something that really blows my mind. I've had Narragansett before. I love Mm -hmm. it. You had me at hello with this episode, so. (laughs) Well, for me, you know, this, you got to take the price into account on this. Five cents an ounce on this. That's the cheapest, by the way, cheapest we've ever found, five cents an ounce. I'm really tempted to give it a five. I'm going to take Matt's approach. You know, I want to like, you know, feel like I've gone to heaven when I drink a beer <laughs> to give it a five, but I'm giving this a solid four. A solid I would hundred percent drink it again. Yeah. And, I, and I would, I've never heard of it. So you've never heard of it. I'm because I'm, you know, that's, I, I know there's probably some average beer drinkers who have heard of it, 
but I have not. And I am impressed I would go out and buy it. I have heard of it, but I've always been afraid to try it because of the price. I'm like, well, it has to be terrible at that price. This is why we have the podcast. Yeah. This could replace your big names that you keep in your fridge all the time. And so I would replace Yingling. That's my go-to in my fridge. I would replace Yingling you with this. Would. How would. about that? Wow. We have we have a believer we, in Narragansett. We, we need Kennedy back. Here it is. We're going to throw in the crowd cheer. Yeah. And we need to do a, a, a Kennedy spoof again. Uh, so, all right, all right. We we got some really good response to this. I'm going to go right down the middle as usual, four and a half. Um, I love the price. Uh, there's nothing I don't like I'm about done. it, but I will res- <laughs> I will reserve the five for something that blows me away. I'm gonna I'm gonna be with Blaine on that one. So this is a See, good I one. I guess I have no hope that I find a this beer is, this, this price is as good as blow it gets. Me away. This is as good as it this gets. This is as good as it gets. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know because the next episodes, actually the next two episodes, folks, I really am excited about these. We are going to be trying Simpler Times Pilsner and Simpler Times Lager purchased at Trader Joe's. These these beers, I'm excited about. I'm excited to see what we what we think about this. Super cheap. We're talking three ninety nine a six pack. Three ninety nine. Just call it blue collar beer. I could. Is there a different color color we could put on there? I don't know. <laughs> this is cheap. So hey, subscribe to us. Email us. Get us on Facebook. We'd love to hear your feedback and make sure you join us for the next two episodes. For Simpler Times Pilsner and Lager, this has been Good Swill Hunting. As I've said in the past, too often do we enjoy the comfort of opinion without the discomfort of thought. And these boys put a lot of thought into this swill. I'm so honored they enjoyed Narragansett. I consider them to be a neighbor. My fellow Americans, make sure you say hi and reach out on social media. 